welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. I'm very excited to be back uh, on the show for the first time this week. A couple of months ago, as most of you know, uh, I was in an accident uh, with a fleeing suspect and I had a, a terrible impact with my truck. And thank God I am uh, I'm still here. I'm very fortunate to be um, out of the neck brace now, in actual fact, uh, into the the soft collar, which is much preferable for me. I can finally go to bed and sleep at night. Um, So that's a wonderful thing, as opposed to sitting up in a chair. A funny story, um, a lot of people who... uh, run into me say oh you must have a great horse story for this broken neck and unfortunately I don't have a great horse story I have a, a just a vehicle story so um, but I am recovering I have a plate and four screws in my neck um, when you see me do some interviews over the course of the next couple of months uh, you may see that the rotation of my head is uh, not quite what it was because um, I'm, I may never I'm hoping that's not the case but I may never have full proper rotation but when I'm interviewing people sometimes it's a little awkward when I have to move my whole upper body uh, rather than just turn my head. So uh, just be aware of that. And uh, I am very grateful and thankful um, uh, to still be here and to have the first show back here at the Showcase Properties Studio. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Showcase Properties Central Florida, for uh, supporting us. And uh, we're we're very, very pleased to be in this new space. And we're going to be working on it. Um, You probably can't see it, but there's a green screen actually over to my right that uh, once we're up and running, will actually be using uh, to air all sorts of interesting things uh, connected to our sponsors and our guests. So, um, But until then, I hope you enjoy our welcome board behind me, created by uh, Loco Graphics, an absolutely beautiful job on it, as well as uh, the table in front of me wrapped with our logo. So um, very fortunate and, um, and, and very glad to be here with you. Um, so, and some other bad news, which I want to start with because I want to wrap up with good news and exciting stuff, is... Um, that this week uh, we lost our miniature horse. Uh, We don't know why, possibly a snake bite. Um, He was a character indeed, Mr. Minnie. He actually had a big fancy registered name that because I never use it, I have flying, soaring eagles or something. But for us, he was just Mr. Minnie. Of course, I was devastated and um, lots of prayers, but, um, you know, uh, for us, certainly a a difficult time. But um, what a great little guy he was, and and he thought he was a big horse, and and we're devastated. And, of course, uh, we'll miss him a whole lot. So um, just asking for your prayers. And, uh, and, you know, if if you're somebody who's going through losing an animal, especially losing a horse, you know, feel free to message me uh, on Facebook or at the Horse Talk Show there. And, you know, I'd be happy to talk to... Uh, to you if you or even if you have a comment that you want to share with us Um, on a brighter note we're just uh, a few days now away from the Kentucky Derby and of course the Oaks uh, with so many connections uh, that I've actually got to keep this in front of me so I don't forget anybody Uh, of course we love live oak plantation here in the horse capital of the world and the Weber family Um, Charlotte Weber of course bread soup and sandwich I love that name. I think that's fantastic. And we love to call him O'Callas Mark Cassie uh, because he's uh, been here for about 50 years and uh, trains here, has a training center here and supports the horse capital so well. And then he also trains at the tracks as well um, with 12 sovereign awards, five Breeders' Cup wins, and also in the same year, a win in the Preakness uh, and the Belmont, but he has not won the Derby yet.
yet. He's in the Hall of Fame in Canada. He's in the Hall of Fame here in America as of last year, which we certainly believe he deserves to be in that um, probably many years before. Uh, so we love those connections. And also, Mark Cassie trains Helium, who's also in the Derby. And uh, we're going to have an interview this weekend on Derby Day uh, with Mark talking about helium and how really he, they, he thinks this horse might be one that's uh, underlooked at right now. So we're certainly going to look out for those two. Um, and we love to have the Florida bread soup and sandwich. Uh, our dear friends at Niall Brennan Stables, who are actually some of my favorite trainers here in the horse capital of thoroughbred horses, uh, Niall Brennan and his team are the ones at OBS that always have a little pink teddy bear hanging outside the doors for the fillies to play with and a, and a ball for the boys if uh, the Colts like to have a ball hanging outside the door. And Niall's great. Uh, Niall and his son Colin are a great training team. We'll also have an interview this weekend coming up with them. Um, they have three grads entering the starting gates. Uh, sainthood, highly motivated, and essential quality. All should be paid close attention to. Maybe that's your trifecta. Eddie Woods has one known agenda. Eddie Woods always has one in the starting gate, I think, for the Derby. Um, and, and certainly known agenda is a horse uh, to be reckoned with, so and a very serious contender. So uh, that's exciting stuff. April Mayberry. Uh, and just to mention, actually, when I mentioned April Mayberry, uh, OBS had a great record-breaking sale of 74 million this past week, um, and the Mayberry team were there. They sold their first horse ever for 550,000, and the next day they sold their first horse ever for a million dollars. And actually, April Mayberry and her team at Mayberry Farm started. Rock Your World. That's a grad um, of the Mayberry team. And of course, Rock Your World may go in as the favorite. Certainly Steve Haskin, our Hall of Fame turf writer and contributors favorite at the moment. A great story about Medina Spirit. Uh, bred here in Ocala by Gail Rice, so another Florida bred, trained by Bob Baffert at the track, and of course any horses trained by Bob Baffert we have to pay attention to. Medina Spirit, uh, a real neat story, um, Gail was in a situation she had to sell, she sold Medina Spirit, she didn't really want to for $1,000 as a yearling, sold as 35,000, uh, probably the least expensive two-year-old Bob Baffert's ever had in his barn, I'd say. Um, and uh, she loved this, this horse, very leggy horse, um, and actually was three weeks late, and she had to take some milk from another ma mare uh, who was finished nursing and use it uh, to bottle feed Medina Spirit. So a great story. And Medina Spirit actually is followed in the footsteps of Florida bred champion Silver Charm, coming second in the Santa Anita Derby and second in the San Felipe Stakes. So this is a horse, like Silver Charm, is a Florida bred, like Silver Charm, trained by Bob Baffert, uh, also born in Ocala, and um, following his footsteps would be a good thing because, of course, he won two legs of the Triple Crown. So uh, that's a very exciting story, I think, and a, and a good one for the, uh, for the run for the roses. So at 1 o'clock on Saturday, Derby Day, first Saturday in May, we will have a show for you at 1 o'clock, which will be on Facebook at the Horse Talk Show. Um, it will also be on Equus TV. Uh, on Roku in 60 million homes and the audio will also be on Sky 97.3 at 7 o'clock in the morning and um, on odyssey.com as well so um, for the regular show so um, it also airs on additional eight podcasts that we know of and maybe more we keep finding it on more um, but you know just to note and and Dr. Alberto Rian gave me a very good point the other day about how a lot of people I uh, don't love the thoroughbred racing world. And, you know, I've been behind the scenes at so many barns. And if God told me I could come back as a horse, I'd ask to be a thoroughbred. I've never seen any horses taken care of quite as well. The bedding, the grooming, the love, the baby organic peeled carrots. Can I go on? Uh, the life of most of these horses. And I'm not going to say all, and I'm not going to say there aren't bad people in every industry, whether it's equine related or not. 
But I can tell you that the majority are an amazing bunch of people. And the hard work and the love that goes into these horses is is just amazing. And I'll share more with, uh, with you about that. But I'm going to close up this news segment, tell you to make sure you're tuning in uh, as we bring you live from the Kentucky Derby coming up here at the weekend. And uh, just hope you enjoy all of our coverage, especially to the Ocala Marion County Connections. And for Mr. Minnie, wherever you are, where I imagine that he's in heaven, um, we miss you, buddy, and um, it's been a sad week, but it's going to get better. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. We've got some amazing segments coming up with Linda Pirelli and Elizabeth Pizzonia, so stay with us. show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Are you ready to get loco? At Loco Graphics, every dollar matters to provide your ideas brought to life. Loco Graphics strives to get your message across and impact your customers, offering logo design, vehicle wraps, business cards, banners and more. Make your business shine and showcase who you are with nothing but the highest quality materials. The difference is in the details. Impact your potential customers with Loco Graphics. Like them on Facebook now and find them on the web at locographics.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here in our new studios at Showcase Properties, Central Florida. And we're very excited to be here with you. Uh, thank you for joining us. And I love having my friend Linda Pirelli here with us from Happy Horse, Happy Life. We're going to be chatting a little bit to her about um, a few different topics of concerns for, uh, for horse owners. Linda, thank you so much for being with us. Well, I'm very honored to be your first guest. Pretty cool. Um, 
Forgive me for not being able to completely turn my head. I'm not being rude to my guest. Uh, as many of you know, a couple of months ago, I did break my neck and I am down from a neck brace to a collar. But a full turn is still rather difficult for me. So if I'm not looking at Linda in the eyes, that's why. Um, first of all, I want Linda to start off by telling us a little bit about uh, Happy Horse, Happy Life. And I know that um, I have a happy life because I have a horse. In actual fact, a lot of people have asked me to tell the story how I broke my neck because they think it must be on horseback. I don't have a great story to tell, just a fleeing suspect uh, that ran into my truck and totaled my beautiful truck and wrapped and tires and all of those things. So prayers needed, um, but I'm sure it'll all uh, resolve itself. So Linda, um, tell us first of all about your program. Well, you know, I've been teaching horse people, horse lovers for 30 years now. And, you know, I'm a horse lover, and something that we all tend to want, at least people who are attracted to this, is they want a happy horse. And, you know, some people don't care. They're just like, well, I just need my horse to do its job, and, and you know, that's what it is. Well, that's not who my program is for. I mean, obviously, people are going to learn a lot about horse behavior, but the whole um, precept is to have a happy horse. So then you have to go, well, what is a happy horse? How do you know? Because it's a bit of a buzzword, you know, especially in certain parts of the industry. And uh, basically a happy horse is one that feels safe and not threatened by you or the environment and that it, it gets to find comfort so it's not always being, you know, made to do things. And then the third thing is that it gets to play, you know, to interact with you. And so having this model that's based on horse behavior really gets um, into the horse's mind. Like you go beyond the body to the mind. And once you get that horse's mind and its heart, it's like, oh, sky's the limit. You know, I want a horse that's happy. I don't want him cranky. I don't want him scared. I don't want him nervous. I don't want him, you know, wanting to be with other horses. I want him wanting to be with me. And that's what I teach. Well, one of the uh, sponsors of our show and actually just joining us as a new partner um, is Piranha. And of course, uh, in the summer in Florida, I would not want to be without a bottle of piranha. So a question to get a little audience interaction. We'd love you to comment below or message us uh, if you'd like, or you can reach out uh, to Linda also uh, through her page. Uh, the question is, when do you start basic groundwork training with your foals? Now, I know my answer. I have a feeling it might be pretty close to what Linda's going to say, but I'm going to get her opinion. So about this time of year, um, we're, we're seeing a lot of foals born, uh, you know, springtime, uh, early summer, it's a great time to have babies uh, here in Florida. So I know there may be people wondering if they've never had one before, well, what should I do first? So I'm going to have Linda tell us how we get a happy foal. Yes, well, I'm a big fan of foal imprint training. And, um, you know, I was lucky to spend quite a bit of time with Bob Miller. And of course, Pat Pirelli, you know, did a lot with foals, still does. And so it was amazing to see how quickly they learn and that they're this little open book. You know, when they come out, there's the first two hours where that horse learns, you know, who its mother is and they imprint on like a shape. So some people will tell stories that, you know, if a wheelbarrow goes past the, the foal in its first hour of birth, it'll run to that wheelbarrow like it's its mother. And so you can use that time to do some things um, for the little foal to prepare him for life with humans. Instead of going, well, we're not going to touch it, it's going to be a kind of half wild thing until we finally throw a saddle on its back. There's so much that you can do in that time. So starting with imprint training, which is just to familiarize themselves, uh, familiar, familiar, I shouldn't say that word, <laughs> familiarize yourself them, them with you yeah. so that they don't see you as a threat. You actually can become kind of part of their herd in that little bit of time. But some people are not a fan of it because they think, you know, foals tend to be a little bit rude and, and dominant once, once they've been imprinted. It's not always the truth, but there's always a balance in things, you know, that some horses, um, you know, they're pushy and rude and dominant anyway. And when you imprint them, it's like, well, it's carte blanche. But other horses, like my black horse that you'll see, you know, on a little video clip, I wish he'd been full imprinted because he had a lot of suspicions around people when I got him. And that can completely go away. 
And then you just interact with them, you know, kind of naturally while you're tending the mare and tending the foal. You don't go into full-on training or anything. But then once they're um, getting to be weaned, that's when you would start to do a little bit more and teach them about, you know, moving out of your space and coming to you and leading properly. And you know, there's a lot of things you can do when the foal is little. So how soon after birth? So we're waiting for the, the, the foal, of course, to comfortably nurse, which sometimes for some takes a little bit longer than others. It just depends. I've had them try and nurse on hocks and knees before, and, and so you just have to be patient um, with that. So, so how much after the time the foal is comfortable with its mother, obviously knows who its mother is, um, is nursing, and how soon would you maybe, um, that's maybe when you would interact with the mare and not directly go to the foal, but just kind of so the foal sees that when you're with his or her mom, it's safe, so that means it's safe, rather than a direct kind of all-on, you know, go up and start touching the folk more kind of wait for him or her to come to you? Yeah, well, a good thing to do is, is to teach the foal to come to you, and you can do that through the mother. I mean, if the mother is already a good example and she likes people, that helps. But sometimes you have a mare that doesn't like people, and she's going to teach the foal that. So it's really good to have your mare prepared so she becomes a good role model, you know, for the baby. But I don't I don't support the idea of don't touch the foal or don't do anything with them. You know, you can react very naturally with them like you're part of the herd and move them away a little bit or scratch them on their itchy spots and things like that because you want a really positive relationship with them. So, you know, to me, it's like right from the get-go. But then everything in moderation, don't go out there and spend an hour doing it. Just do little bits and, and leave it, you know. And then when they're weaned is when they need the new person to attach to right, the new friend. And that's what we can do with them is, is go, okay, now it's you and me. That's and right. Yeah, and then there's lots of things that you can teach them on the ground that prepare them for life with humans. And when they're little, it's a good way to do it. A friend of mine right now has a very, very dominant young horse. He's just turned one, but she's had him since he was six months old. And I'm telling you, if that horse had not been handled till he was two or three, you'd be in big trouble. Yeah, that's certainly true. The smaller they are, um, you know, when you start, the better. And, and, and certainly for a weanling who is first time away from mom, it's very good um, for him to feel comfortable with a human who he knows is going to kind of be there with him when mom is gone. So, and often people wean foals with other foals, uh, you know, for comfort and sometimes even with other mothers. Um, but I think it's great if a person can, can bond as early as possible with them. And, and, and I had a Welsh pony like that who everything I I did to him was so simple first time in the trailer first time with the saddle he made me look so good <laughs> but it's really just because he wasn't scared of anything you know and I, it does make a difference when you get that comfort level I think for the for the young horse so my second question is actually right from your Facebook page Mahatma Gandhi said the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated as stewards of our beautiful horses and to be able to train with empathy we have to start by looking at things from the horse's point of view and I wanted you to comment on that a little bit and kind of what that means to you and why you think that's so important. Well, you know, there's a great divide between horses and people and it's all over the world and in the more developed countries, you know, I don't know if you call them first world countries compared to third world countries. You know, horses are usually no longer consumed for food. They're not used for farming. You know, they're not tools and machines for us. And so really for the first time in history, they've become our sport. We have them for pleasure, for our, you know, recreation, whether it's competition or whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's still, we don't need them for food or work, right? So now that they're our companion animals in a way, there's a very different attitude, you know, that goes with it. Because now, like I was talking about having a happy horse, who cared about a happy horse before? It just had to be healthy and do its job. Now it's like, oh, but I want to love on it and I want it to like me and, you know, I want to be able to do these great things and jump and gallop and, you know, do dressage or whatever the things are, have a relaxing trail ride. But a lot of the time, you know, you don't have that with the horse because the relationship isn't there. And when you want a really positive relationship with a horse, you have to look at things from the horse's point of view. What's important to that horse? What does he need? How can you fulfill those? And how can you not cross those boundaries that, like if you know horses, you go, 
you know, the old thing is like, don't run around a horse, like mm -hmm. stay quiet, stay calm. There's a lot more to it than that. You know, how can you not offend a horse in the way that you approach it? How can you understand its energy and where it's coming from and then very quickly bond? You know, like people, you know, we have a very similar energy. When we get together, it was like, talk, 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 right? But some people, you know, have a kind of different kind of energy and they don't talk very much. Well, if you go to that person and talk your head off, it actually, cr oh, sorry, creates a distance between you and them, you know. Speaking of that, hold that thought. Because we can talk and talk and talk for sure for hours, probably all night, but we have to go and come back. But we have another segment with Linda, so stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, All In Removal, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show. Uh, thrilled to be here at Showcase Properties. Actually, our first guest, um, which I love, uh, to have Linda, a dear friend of mine, Linda Pirelli, here with us. And we've been talking happy horse, happy life. And I'm going to let her... Uh, actually finish up what she was talking when we were talk talk talking um because time was up but uh, but we want to wrap that up now so i'm going to let linda finish that before we start uh, another point yeah so the main point that i was trying to make is that the more similar you are the easier it is to have a positive relationship you know you don't have to work at it so hard but the relationship between horses and humans is often strained because we don't match their energy you know we come in too strong or we come in even too soft so learning how to match that is one of the key points of connection very important. You're absolutely right. When you meet some people, you totally click and you, and you feel very comfortable immediately. When I met you the first time, I felt that way. But you're right. The, the, the perhaps sometimes got to overcome that, you know, if the horse doesn't interact well with that particular person for some reason. And it can be a number of things. Body language, of course, is everything. And you made a really good point about how, you know, a lot of people just teach right away, don't run around a horse or don't go around the back of a horse and, and things like that. They've been taught for years and years and years. And, and you know, it may be a, a whole different way of doing things when they start to learn. Once they have a relationship of trust with the horse, it's a lot different. Yes, certainly, if you're a new person around horses and you're up coming up to a horse you've never met before, absolutely. But that's different than the relationship and the bond, for sure. Yeah, it's like it's, you've got your safety guidelines for newbies. Mm -hmm. but then you want to go way past that and say, okay, how can I take this relationship to the next level? Because, you know, we all have this dream. It's like I want to ride off into the sunset you know, with my hair streaming in the wind. And, you know, both of us are having a wonderful time. And in reality, you're often galloping into the sunset, hauling back on the reins, screaming, whoa, you know. So how can we change that and make it the most positive thing? No matter what you want to do with your horse, you know, that the relationship is the thing that you know you really want to learn about and by understanding horse behavior you know that's where it comes up so um, you know you mentioned my thing around relaxation and responsiveness there's three cornerstones that I really try to touch one is connection which comes through empathy and being able to relate to the horse and have it connect to you and you to it the second one is relaxation because the opposite is tension and nervousness and horses fighting and arguing with you. And then the third one is responsiveness. And that means, you know, if I ask 
the horse to do something with me that the horse goes, I'd love to, instead of, oh, not you again, you know, or I don't want to do it. And there's an art to that, you know, everybody can make a horse do something, but can you get a horse to want to do it? And so, you know, there's some video of my, of my horse, Jazz, and he's a, a lovely Oldenburg, and he's now 14, but I've had him since he was um, six months old. And he came to my barn when he was almost four. And, uh, you know, so we had to build this relationship, and he is the opposite of me. He's very introverted, doesn't want to use any energy, and I'm the opposite of that, right? So um, it took a lot for me to crawl out of my skin and into his skin and go, how can I slow everything down? Because he always had a very negative, intense look on his face, and that became my primary goal was to go, how can I get this horse to connect with me, to be relaxed and to be responsive? And then there's some more things after that that you can perform with, but you can see it in this video that, you know, we're out in a big field, there's no other horses around, he's totally connected to me, he's light, he's soft, he's willing, and he's positive. And so, you know, to me, that's the ultimate. I don't want to just ride horses. I want a happy horse. I want that dream, you know? Absolutely. And I think most horse owners, as you said now, especially as horses are, you know, either trail riding, showing, you know, whatever it is you're doing with your horse, most people now want that happy horse. And speaking of that, I'm actually going to throw Linda under the bus with this question because I haven't prepped her for it, but I know she's up to it. And that is, I actually have a, a, a question about my Mustang. So he's almost three. Um, he was out of the herd. He was always a, trying to be a little bullyish, you know, and be the lead man, um, but not terrible. Nothing I couldn't manage to, you know, correct. He went away for a month because I was actually going to start riding him, and um, Haley Price, who trains Mustangs, didn't want me doing it on my own at home. So he went down there for a month so I could actually get on him with her there, and she could, you know, having done it many times with many Mustangs, um, she knows a lot about their behavior, which is actually a little different than some other horses I've worked with, uh, especially straight from the wild. Um, so when he came back home, he actually became a huge bully, and I had to separate him from the geriatrics who used to be his friends. So now he walks the fence line because he wants to be with his friends. But as soon as he gets with his friends, he wants to bite my 35-year-old precious baby, love of my life, in the bottom. So I had to separate them, but I don't want to. And I'd like to reintroduce him into the herd. So that's a bit of a surprise question, but one I know you have the answer for, so I'm not concerned. <laughs> Yes, well, it's kind of a difficult question um, because it's very natural for horses to want to have the upper hoof. And, you know, yeah. So they play dominance games to do that. And unfortunately, as horses get older, even if they were the leader of the herd, they can easily be taken out now, down a peg or two, you know, by the young upstart. You know, I had a horse who was a lovely ex-race horse. His name was Siren, and I brought him here from Australia. And he was always number one in the herd. He ran everybody. And then when he got to about 23, it changed. And all of a sudden, and it, you know, you have to be careful because you get all like, oh my God, my poor horse. And everybody's like running him off. And, you know, and by this time he's a bit arthritic and whatever, but that's just the way of horses. And unfortunately, you either have to allow that to happen and have an area that's big enough, you know, where they can get away or you'd need to separate them. Because when they're old, you know, it's, and especially if he's only got those other two to boss around, they're going to get bossed. If there was 25 horses in the herd, he'd probably be busy with other horses that were threatening him, you know. So unfortunately, it may be that for your older horse's safety, you have to keep them separate. And that, that, that is actually kind of my, my thought because, you know, if, if the other two were about his age or close, I might just monitor it you know and they would hold their own but seeing him run Sonny and you know have Sonny doing more than he should be Sonny tries to do more than he should already especially when I'm riding him um but I didn't want to see you know and I would see him be bite his tail but it was very strange the way going away and coming back it was almost like he wanted to re-establish his dominance as the lead man because he was gone for a month or so. And, and it, he, I said, my gosh, I hate to separate them, but I don't, I don't want to hurt horse, you know, so I don't want to fight. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a shame. It's sad. It is. And we're the only ones that feel that way. They're fine, right? Know. <laughs> you know, but we want them to be a happy little family. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, like, even if you can have them behave when you're around, you know, as soon as you're not in there, it's Lord of the Flies. You know, they're just, they're going to, 
organize the herd that's just natural to them but um it's interesting because as horses get more educated like your horse has probably come back a bit even more confident mm -hmm. and he's got new skills mm -hmm. and he's learnt more and he's walked in like all right let me show you guys now i'm even better than i was before yeah. yeah yeah guess what i can do now i have a saddle and a person can sit on me and and i'm the boss of you and and that's kind of what's been you know what's been going on um so tell us what uh, a, a bit more about happy horse happy life kind of what is your your end goal like if there if there's a bucket list for happy horse happy life uh, is it exactly what it is that's what you but do you look to see that go further and i know you've got some books and things so kind of expand on that on that for us Yes, it's really a community thing, you know, and a, col a collaboration. I mean, obviously the philosophy is set by me and, you know, this is what we want to teach and this is our, you know, it's all about compassion and empathy with horses. And then there's a curriculum that people will walk through that's still in development. But if you go to the site now, it's um, you get a two-week free trial and you can fish around. There's um, little minute lessons like, you know, three minutes, three to five minutes of Learn with Linda. We have mind... I hate to stop you. Mid-sentence. I have to keep doing that to her. It's terrible. We have such a good time in talking to each other. But when Gigi, she gives that, we have to go. But we'll be right back with Linda. We're going to do another segment with her and let her tell us about some of the clotheslines and cooking and books and everything. All about Linda. I love it. We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. I'm Linda Pirelli, and I want to welcome you to Happy Horse, Happy Life. Come join us. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa you're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right, yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honouring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Friends, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. on the Horse Talk Show here at the Showcase Properties Studios. Thrilled to be here in the new studios. We begin to set it up and we've got Linda Pirelli here from Happy Horse, Happy Life as our very first guest. And um, she was just talking. I had to interrupt her because we had to go to break. Um, but we're back. So I'm going to let her finish that up. I should speak in smaller sound bites. <laughs> so um, the, it's a community that's you know, collaborative work, and I've set the philosophy. But then there's all these things that you can um, visit, like lots of activities. It's kind of like an activity center. So there's little lessons with me, three to five minute tips. There's mind, body, and spirit, where we talk about all kinds of things that affect us as humans with horses, you know, everything from stress to how to deal with um, difficult situations when you're learning how to get over performance anxiety all those kinds of things I've got some great guests psychologists and um, horse behaviorists that are very very accomplished that um, can, can 
contribute. Um, then there's some cooking and lifestyle things because I'm all into health and wellness. And so there's a little bit around that. And what am I missing? There's got to be something else. We have um, the odd event now and then. We have, oh, courses. I do like keynote courses or PowerPoint courses. And so there's one that comes up every month. And we do a Zoom two weeks later of a conference to discuss it. And then halfway through the month, there's a personal growth segment. And then two weeks later, there's a, um, I've got one this Friday actually to discuss that. So it's a very full concept you know there's lots of things going on they're great community people are so supportive they're all there to learn and be better and to have a happy horse and everything is centered around that so exciting i know like, i don't know how i'm getting it all done but we've got a great team so I, say, I bet you have an amazing team don't you plus the dogs of course which you know they have to be part of it so what is the most uh, what horse would you say is the most difficult horse you've ever had to deal with in your career and what was the horse behavior that you had to deal with and kind of how did you handle it? Like the most challenging. Well, there's two that fit into that category. One is that black horse of mine, Jazz, because he was so introverted and didn't want to do anything. And I've got dreams of Grand Prix with him, you know, in dressage. And he's got to be like a tiger. And he's like, I just don't want anybody to look at me. So that has been a very um, challenging time for me to learn how to train him because you can't just make him do things. He'd do them, but he'd be tense and his ears would be back and, you know, I want the opposite. So, quite honestly, that's been the most challenging horse for me to train. Then um, I have another horse that's very athletic. His name is Highland and he can jump everything. He, you know, I put him in six-foot panels oh, because... He's the one that jumps out. Yeah. <laughs> He, I can't keep him in any of my paddocks. He just goes where he wants. So he's very talented. But he was also quite damaged and very suspicious of people and very athletic. And so, you know, I say, well, I can probably deal with any one of those things, but to have all three in the one package is very humbling, you know. So I could have had other people ride him, but I didn't want that. I wanted that to be my journey because whatever I go through, I'm a better teacher of. You know, so he's been challenging just to get him to zero, you know, from negative whatever it was. And now I'd say that he's, you know, he's probably at, you know, six out of ten now where he was negative six out of, out of ten. Wow. And so we've come a long way, but then all of a sudden he just went, I, got, I, I get it. I'm going to do this with you. And now we're just making massive progress. That's incredible. Now, the, the two books... Um, yes, tell me, yes, tell me the names of the two books and, and kind of just a little rundown of what each one is and, and why they're important. Yeah, I have a, a mentor program and they're collaborating with me on producing manuals that, you know, people can have on their coffee table in the barn that gives you ideas. The first one that we brought out is called 52 Challenges for You and Your Horse. And uh, that's with Courtney Crane, who's one of my top instructors. And uh, it gives you ideas because a lot of people get stuck in a rut. You know, they're just like, I don't know what to do with my horse, so I do the same thing over and over, and horses are like bored, and it's not like, you know, your skills don't get any better. So you can just open this somewhere and go, oh, that would be a fun thing to try. And there's actually groups who are doing, taking one a week. I was going to say, 52, one a week. wonder why there's 52. <laughs> so that's kind of put a little spark into their um, time with their horses. And then the other one that has just come out now is called 101 um, Tips for You and Your Horse. And it, it covers a wide range of things from camping in the mountains to um, being a better rider and everything in between. Some things with jumping and competition, but it's just this great collection of tips that even if you don't, like me, I never want to go camping in the mountains with my horse. I have done. But if you don't, then even reading that, even if you don't do it, you'll get some great ideas, you know, to help you be better with your horse. Anyway, so we've got the online community and then we've also got these manuals that come out once a quarter. That's absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Now, how do people get those books? I would like one, by the way. <laughs> well, I meant to bring you one and I forgot. So, but I will definitely bring you one. Um, but if you go to happyhorsehappylife.com, then that's the activity center there. You'll see everything that we have for offer. There's also the Happy Horse Happy Life Facebook page and that will show you how to get that manual if you're not already a member. And remember there's a two-week trial so you can come and join us and, and see what it's like, kind of fish around and, and see what's going on in there. That's wonderful and, and give it a shot and then the amazing clothes I see you wearing on that Facebook page. I know, I should have worn one of those but we've got some beautifully designed shirts that have, you know, wrap-around horses on them. So, we've got lots. They're gorgeous. <laughs> 
Is that a hint too? Do you want one of those? <laughs> so just, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Actually, I'd even wear it on air. Right, done. <laughs> so any kind of um, final tips that you want to give uh, to people who are struggling, uh, especially in communicating with their horse? So in the, in, the, in the way that you talked about that bonding and that trust and everything. So if someone's having really, really difficult time understanding how their horse's brain works, you mentioned the horse you had difficulty with jazz was an introvert and you're not. Um, that would be me with an introvert horse. You know, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Um, so, so maybe some little tips about communication that just little sneak peeks into what they can learn from, from your program. I would say the most important one is your energy and your body language. Because a lot of the time, you know, I see people who um, go in as themselves and they don't even notice that they're rattling the horse or that the horse is ignoring them or not wanting to be with them. And so instead of just bribing them with treats and things, you know, the first thing you can manage is your energy and you go, okay, you know, is my horse a high energy horse or is he a low energy horse? And then I need to find that and match it and kind of be in that same zone as the horse and you don't have to do it for long it's just that's how the horse is going to get more attracted to you so that's just one little tip i mean this is a seminar in itself and uh, then the other one is if you understand like how horses operate they don't operate with words they do sign language okay so this is a really funny thing so we are often not aware of how we communicate with our bodies, you know, because we're very verbal. And, but when you're around a horse, we tend to go yak, 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 and talk to the horse, and the horse just hears noise, right? It doesn't make any sense. And we're not clear on what we're doing with our bodies and our energy. So I talk a lot about sign language, that, you know, when people have hearing or um, speaking impairments, they... They do sign language, right? No, I don't know how to do it. But they do sign language and every gesture, every movement they make means something. Like they don't just, you know, I, I guess they don't even wipe their nose, you know, in, without understanding how they are or are not communicating. And so we need to do the same thing with horse. We can move them with our energy, with our focus, with our feel, with our touch. But we've got to understand that it's like, it's body language. It's not just shove them out the way and, you know, pull them around. So... Like I said, that's a whole, a whole seminar in itself. But it's, a, it's a something to start thinking about. So learn your horse's language, first of all. Figure out what kind of horse your horse is. And then you try to relate yourself to the horse. Because obviously the horse isn't going to be able to change. So you're going to have to try and understand what your horse, who he is, what he likes, how he communicates. And then you, you'll, you'll win. Yeah, and, that, and that's where it starts. You know, you, you make the connection and then you move on from there. But if you don't have connection in the beginning, you know, you're going to have trouble. And a lady said this to me actually just yesterday. She said, you know, I've, my horse is 20. And she said, for the first time, I felt connection with him. On that note, I'm afraid we got the one minute from Gigi. And that means giddy up. Uh, one more quick mention. Um, the piranha template we put up for you earlier about your foals. We want your comments. Um, that is from our exclusive fly spray company. And uh, we love working with them. And that is a great question. When do you first handle your foals and what do you do with them? Please comment below or message us. Or you can certainly comment on Linda's page as well or message her at Happy Horse, Happy Life. I want to thank you, Linda, so much. Three amazing segments with an amazing horsewoman. We're always so blessed to have her and for her to be our first guest in our new studio. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. We love Linda Pirelli. Happy horse, happy life. We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. I'm Linda Pirelli and I want to welcome you to Happy Horse, Happy Life. Come join us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. 
We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. This is Gigi Rosado. I'm actually the director of the show. I am sitting here for Louisa Barton. Hi, Louisa. And I am with Elizabeth Pizzoni and Mary Krell. We're here at Tamarind Farms where they just come back. I remember correctly that you guys used to be here, then you guys moved away, but now you're coming back home, correct? We did. We moved away. Um, I sold the farm to Jim and Tammy, who own the Tamarian Farms now, okay. and um, was they've been here for about uh, 17 months, 18 months, and um, just picked up the phone and said, hey, you know, how's everything going? Um, and they said, basically, we'd love to have you back and have the program here. And so we went ahead and uh, moved the program here uh, at the end of March, 1st of April. Oh, so it hasn't been that long. It so. hasn't been, but it's like home to me. So it's been it's been really easy, a great transition. And Jim and Tammy are great people to work with mm -hmm. um, and have made it super welcoming for me and, and my program. So. Oh, that's great. Now, speaking of program, what does it entail? Like, what is it all about? Because I hear a lot of kids come, come we, through We here. do. We have a lot of kids. So we have um, the Ocala Equestrian Academy is here, okay. um, and that is a full-service lesson program. So we have 10 to 15 lesson horses in the program. Okay. We do about 150 lessons a week. Wow. And that's beginner to advanced. So you could not know how to ride at all and come see us, or you could already know how to ride and maybe work on some skill sets. Um, so we really try to keep it open for everybody to be able to come and experience riding horses, being around them. Um, we have a lot of volunteer programs as well. Oh, okay. And um, and then on the flip side of it, I also have my training program. So we have Arabians and Half Arabian show horses. So those horses are <laughs> training here as well. Uh, so wow. it keeps, it's a full service. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. Absolutely. I mean, 150 lessons plus the training horses. Correct. I mean, where do you find the time for all this? Luckily, I have Mary here with me, and we've brought her on, and she's been a great asset to my program and being able to develop it and develop the riders. Mm -hmm. um, our focus has been, if you don't want to show, that's okay, mm -hmm. but we really want you to be a good horseman, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's yes. um, really important to our program. Um, some of the kids and some of the adults want to show, and, and that's great, but just being able to be around the horses and experience that has been very important to us. Wow, that's fantastic. I mean, it sounds like you guys are one hell of a dynamic duo here. <laughs> so you take on one thing, she takes on the other, and you guys power through the day, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so um, one thing I've been hearing a lot, too, about one of these famous horses, although he doesn't have his head out because I hear he likes to be in the barn all the time, it's Stewie. Stewie is one of our um, Arabian ambassadors, and I believe he's an Ocala envoy ambassador, and that's probably him. Um, and we um, we love for people to experience the Arabian horse. I think it's really important to, to grow that bond. Those horses are really important to me in my, my program. And uh, like him, that's Broadway. He's owned by a very special little girl named Alana Hasman, and they live in, the, in Oxford. Um, but Stewie goes downtown. Uh -huh. um, he does a lot of trips where people are able to meet and greet with him up close. We think it's really important that people are able to get really up close with the horses and understand their that their um, attitudes and how they how they work. So um, Stewie does a lot of stuff downtown, and he's important. He's a good guy. So he's the ambassador then. He is. Yes, <laughs> he is. And um, I think Juvia she does a lot with him. Um, he goes down to Bank Street. He's downtown for the market uh, Market of Marion. Yes. Or I believe that's correct and um, the theater and he's basically the brown horse walking around downtown that's him <laughs> so everybody knows you so you see if, if you see a brown horse or brown arabian walking around that's Dewey. that's Dewey. <laughs> so now being that you guys are here locally here in ocala do you stay local with what you do or do you actually travel and all that stuff 
So our training side, we do a lot of local shows here and support the local community mm -hmm. for shows and clinics. Uh, as far as our show horses, they go all over. Okay. Uh, February, we were in Scottsdale, Arizona for oh, a big wow. horse show there. Um, we're actually fortunate enough, we're getting ready in May, uh, the first week of May, to show at WEC oh. for our regional show, uh, Arabian show. So that's going to be exciting to be there. Uh, that show is usually held in Perry, so it's exciting now that it's right here in our backyard. So. Oh, and literally a hop skipping away yeah and we go to tulsa oklahoma and then we go to oklahoma city for our youth nationals um and then we go to lexington kentucky so we do travel a little bit wow a lot of miles in those things it <laughs> is a lot of miles it is because it's not it's like 12 hours from what i understand of from yeah drive from here to yeah kentucky, it is so. it's a drive and then through the mountains on top of that with you know the horse i want to say lorries i like that word instead of horse trailers horse lorries yeah oh yeah that's <laughs> nice i like that that's a that's a british thing that i'm yep. picking up from louisa yep. so. Hang out enough with a British person, you pick up a few British terms. Absolutely. Now, with the kids that you do, um, is there anything specific with the kids? Is there a specific age group that you like to keep? Because I know some trainers like, you know, little, little ones or mm -hmm. teenagers and stuff like that. But do you have a large age group? or? Like we do. Said, we, they're three to... 73. 73 yeah, yeah. that we're that we we have no age limits at all obviously at three they're pretty much able to kind of get around and, yeah. and they're starting we have a great program called little stirrups oh. and that gets them kind of going at a young age um, and they're with a private instructor at that point but kind of build their balance and their uh, stamina too to get them yeah. riding um, and then I have uh, we have a lot of adults that come to us that are you know started late in life and we support that so may I started late in life <laughs> yeah. so Mary what what yes. exactly do you do here? What do you help with? I um, am the main instructor for the Ocala Equestrian Academy. So mm -hmm. my job is to come in and teach lessons. Mm -hmm. um, we are so busy that that is pretty much all I have time for. Um, I assist Liz with whatever else she might need. But for the most part, I'm in that arena teaching lessons from the time I arrive in the morning until we close up shop at night. So we are we are busy enough that she needed someone here full time doing just that. And so that is what I do. It's a it's an astounding program. There are not really any other programs I've ever heard of that can keep an inst a riding instructor busy for eight and nine hours a day. Oh, wow. So that is a long day. Probably lots of coffee, too. Yes. She didn't know what she signed up for. No, so. I, I wasn't really aware of what I was getting myself I into. I told her we were busy, but, yeah, you know. she did she didn't say uh, warp speed. She just said busy. Like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, we're going to be busy, but nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's not exactly no, it. No, no, no. So one of the things that we have two person big personalities here behind we do. us. Yeah. So uh, besides Stewie, what are the kind of horses you have, age, range, and you know, the personalities, what are they like? In the, in the show horse program, it's all different ages and all different um, styles of horses. In the riding program, I really try to focus using the Arabian horse uh -huh. and half Arabian horse because that's the breed that I grew up with. Uh -huh. um, sometimes we, it doesn't always work like that. We do have a few quarter horses in our program and they are lovely. Um, so I am not super breed specific uh, for okay. the riding program, I just want the kids to be safe and learn. The great thing about having both programs here is is that when the kids see me riding one of the show horses, yeah. that's what they want. You yeah. know, they eventually maybe that's what they want to end up doing. So it, it works out well. I'm Arabians are very near and dear to my heart. Um, so I really try to, to promote that as Aww. much as I possibly can because I think it's very important. Um, but I also want them to be safe and have an enjoyable experience too. And yeah. when they go home and they tell their family that, oh, I rode an Arabian today. Um, it's a it's a really wonderful thing. So that's what we encourage. <laughs> Our camera lady here, Ken. These, this one here. Oh yeah, they're, they're doing on, they're, they're doing great. They're putting on some serious. Yeah, shows I came with here. a comedy act, full comedy act. See that? This is what you get here at Marion Farms with the absolutely. <laughs> You are out of control. <laughs> the fun part is that these horse, these both of these horses are owned by the same family, same same girl, oh. and so they both have great personalities. A young girl, she's ten years old, and and those are her horse, <laughs> her and her mother. So super fun, um, but they are a, they are an act together. Oh my goodness, this is so fantastic! I I just absolutely love these guys. Well, already. and this is <laughs> one of the things that's appealing about Arabians yes. is they cannot handle not being the center of attention so they do whatever is necessary to gain that they're like 
Why is she out there talking to these people? We are the stars. Yes, absolutely. Where's my treat? Like, where's my treat? There, you see us here. Well, unfortunately, we just came to the end of our first segment here, but we'll be right back. Thank you for watching the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Gigi Rosado, the director of the show. I'm standing here for Louisa Barton. Hi, Louisa. I'm here at Tamarian Farms with Elizabeth Pizzoni and Mary Crow. Now, if I'm laughing so much because between takes, we just had one hell of a blooper. Hopefully, we won't share that with you, though. Not for everybody's eyes. So we're back here. We're going to be talking about the kids. Now, I know you have a lot of kids, but you also say you take on everybody. Tell us about that. Yeah, so in the Ocala Equestrian Academy, we like to open our doors to anyone and everyone who's interested in learning to ride and being safe around horses and safe on the back of a horse. We have a lot of adult riders. Um, we have a lot of bucket listers, so to speak, people who have always wanted to ride and have never wanted to take the time to do it, who maybe are retired and have the time now. We also have our, what I refer to as our baby brigade, which is our little ones that are three, four, five, and six years old. Um, we have an amazing lesson horse, actually two amazing lesson horses that accommodate just those tiny riders. Yeah. Um, but we have horses in every shape, size, and configuration to suit everybody's ability. We have you know, very skilled horses that have to have a skilled rider. We have very quiet and gentle horses that can really take anyone and teach them the ropes and show them the way to be safe on the back of a horse. So with that said, it sounds like you don't use the same horse for, you know, your, your lessons as far as per person. You kind of, you evaluate their level and then you pick the right horse, right? Yes, you have it exactly okay. correct. We evaluate the rider based on their experience levels mm -hmm. and then we match the horse to them. And then we adjust the horses as we go through the program so that the rider is challenged and can learn how to handle almost any situation with any type of horse so that when they leave us or they, mm -hmm. or we don't want them to ever leave us, but <laughs> if they go ride somewhere else with someone else, say yeah. on a vacation or at someone's home, they're safe and confident that they Absolutely. know how to do the things that need to be done to enjoy a horseback riding experience. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Now, what kind of, how far can you take the kids here? I mean, do they pretty much, you know, like you From said- From day one to the national championships. Mm -hmm. So they can start Absolutely. here for their very first time on to sit down on a horse. Uh -huh. And then they can go on with Liz and go all the way to the youth nationals, to the open nationals. Anywhere they want to aim their sights, we can direct them to that. We have uh, a couple that just recently bought property in Marion County. Mm -hmm. They are here with us. Huh. We are giving them horsemanship skills because they eventually want to be horse owners. So we are, huh. we are, they are in the academy program right now, learning every step that it takes to be a good and uh, knowledgeable horse owner. Mm -hmm. Oh, so that's actually a little, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Slightly, not exactly taking, you know, lessons as far as, you know, wanting to go ride, but basic, basic equestrian knowledge. Yes. You know, how to take care of a horse, Absolutely. you know, what to look for. Yes. You know, kinds of stuff like that. So 
they get a lot of out besides just coming here and riding and going up to the next level, like where they can go. That's mm -hmm. that's really great. We want them to leave here as good horsemen uh, and horsewomen. So they come in, they have their lesson, but they're also able to get the fundamental skills that they need mm -hmm. to be able to know how to take care of a horse properly, uh, whether or not they're going to keep it at home, keep it with us, mm -hmm. or maybe it's just something that they wanted to learn at some point in their life. But we really want to make sure that they understand it because yeah. it really and truly, they're not just a, like a soccer ball you can put in a closet. Yeah. It's just a full circle for them and taking care of them and, and keeping them healthy as well as learning how to ride them. Wow. So full package. Full package. The full package here. Yeah, yes, we can support people in any any way they want to start. We can they can come and just have lessons and mm -hmm. go home and and only learn the riding skills or if they want to dive into it, uh, we can lease them a horse so that they can dip their toe in the water to horse ownership to mm -hmm. see what it feels like to be responsible for a horse before actually taking that yeah. entire commitment on. And uh, Liz provides just uh, probably the best, most well-rounded service I've seen. And, and I'm third generation. So she's providing something that's really not done most places. Some people yeah. do one part, some people do another part, but Liz has the full circle here of everything that someone could want to do with a horse or to learn yeah. about horses um, and get hands on, be able to be with them yeah. and touch them and learn to ride them and handle them and, and all those things. So it's, it's a unique opportunity for people to come here. Yeah. Cause I usually don't hear about you know mm -hmm. that side of it because a lot of the places that I've been to you know they kind of they do focus on you know on a little niche which is totally fine you absolutely know? that's right. what you want to do that's what you want to teach people absolutely perfect do you you know yep. but again like I said it's just a specific niche and you right. guys seem to you know look at every single aspect not just somebody coming here get right. a horse spend an hour or whatever long and, and Elizabeth they go home, and know? I both want people to have fun yeah, and enjoy what they're right. doing. Yes, learning is important. Yes, safety is a number one priority for us here. But enjoying, no, there's no pressure. There's no yeah. uh, pushing of anyone. It, wherever you are, it's your journey. We take you on your journey, Absolutely. not our journey. It's your journey. However you need to, yeah. to approach it is how we approach it for you and with you. Yeah. Um, it's a partnership between the horses and ourselves mm -hmm. and the people who come to yeah. us. Um, we want everyone to be involved Oh, that's, and that's have a say, great, yeah. but we also have a lot of fun. We do. <laughs> Liz does great fun, fun events, and we offer a summer camp. Mm -hmm. It's yes. a day program. Um, it starts in the morning and goes until the afternoon, and the kids are here with us. Mm -hmm. um, there is an age limit, six years old and up yep, is our age limit. Six this and year. up. It's seven, or excuse me, it's five days a week. It runs okay. from nine until three. Um, the dates are on our uh, Facebook page and website, but um, it fills up. It's great. The kids have a great time. They're able to ride the horses. We actually do it, they ride twice a day. Oh, okay. um, and then you do great horse activities and yeah. crafts, but everything geared towards the horses. Mm -hmm. So they're able to learn the horsemanship, the safety part. Have fun, yeah. um, and then you know have some have some fun with friends as well. So, Aww. so you hear that, guys? Summer camp. Check out their Facebook page. It sounds like they're filling up. We always do. It's a great event. It's so a great. You want to make sure you reserve that spot for your little one so they can have fun this summer and you know get them out the house. <laughs> Everybody's ready to get out of the house for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, we we had a tough year last year. It's Absolutely, not an easy start to this year. So let's get out there, get on your horse, have some fun. Absolutely, <laughs> that should be 2021's motto. <laughs> yes. So earlier you were talking about the Arabian breed. That is your your heart breed. Your it heart is. Breed. So it is. Besides what you told us earlier, what is it about the Arabian that makes them such a good pick for you? Besides the fact that, you know, you grew up with them. <laughs> well, I grew up with them because they were very, uh, their attitudes and the way that they are, um, with people, their personalities is unlike any other breed. Uh, and I love all breeds of horses. The Arabian though is very personable. You know, yeah. these are horses that in, in the Bedouin days, um, slept in tents you know, with their, with their owners, yeah. um, in the desert. So, I mean, they, these horses have always been that way. Um, they're very personable. Mm -hmm. They're great with the kids. Uh, we specialize in the performance horses of that uh, part of the Arabian. Um, but for me, I've just never found another one, uh, another breed that is as smart as they are, mm -hmm. uh, which does make them a little trickier to train. 
because they are very smart. Yeah, um, but they're too smart for their own good. <laughs> sometimes they are. Um, but the bond that they share with these kids um, and these adults, I, I, I just can't replace that with anything. Um, and I've watched these horses help change riders and yeah. cha change young people that I wouldn't want in any other way. So for me, the Arabian is very special. And Mary as well. She grew up as well uh, with a number of different breeds of horses. But I think for both of us, the Arabian is... Heart horse. Yeah. Your heart horse. Yeah. Heart horse. Yep. <laughs> well, guys, it seems we reached the end of our segment here. But remember, go to Facebook, look up Tamarin. Nope, not Tamarin. Tamarian Farm. Tamarian Farm. That's okay. In Ocala <laughs> Equestrian Academy. You got it. And check out their summer program. Sign up before it fills up. Get your little ones out there. And we look forward to seeing you guys here. Thank you for watching the Horse Talk Show.